Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. somebody again no i don't think so things have been going are you sure pretty normally <laughs> hello! hello what did i miss everything uh, two weeks <laughs> really it's been that long it's i just closed my eyes and everything i mean i just i just woke up i ha- i've missed i'm missing time i must have been abducted by a ufo or something that explains the long gray beard and why my butt hurts <laughs> well, wow you, did i really go there i went totally went there <laughs> yes you did i'm all butt hurt because you guys didn't take a break uh with me even though i didn't get break we are there we are here to service the listeners that came out wrong <laughs> yes it did um so hello it is Episode 111. Yes, a palindrome. On, what is today? The 22nd? The 22nd of May? May? Maybe <laughs> yes. Donna should be a permanent host. Is it 2013? <laughs> yes, Wait, it is. It's, it's, it's May 22nd, 2013? The time machine worked! Yeah. <laughs> Considering we're a few days away, I think, from Douglas Adams' birthday, so... Yay! You did time travel in his thing. Sure. And your head kind of looks like a towel sometimes. Because it's, okay. it's fuzzy. <laughs> okay. You guys wonder why I don't do drugs? That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move along. We're moving along. Um, so how, how was it? How, how was the last two weeks? I, I heard the podcast. It was fun. Okay, go. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I have a rant. A rant. I have a rant. Okay. A big rant, actually, but I will try to tone it down and trim it down for our listeners. I went to see Star Trek this week. Really? I am very unhappy. I have not. So, and many of our listeners may not have either. No, so no spoilers. I, okay. With the spoilers. One, one question. Do, are the are the lens flares back? Are they back? Yes. The Yay! Lens it is J.J. Abrams. What did you expect? I mean, come on. It's lens flares. <laughs> this had some of the worst science ever. Yay! It was worse than God Goop. Worse than Promethea? Promethea? Promethea. I, it was so bad I can't pronounce worse it. Worse than promiscuity? <laughs> Prometheus? I would say it's not as bad as Prometheus, and it's it's a good story. I like the story. But, okay. This is not going to give anything away. Cold fusion, people! <laughs> uh, hey, that just hasn't been proven yet. <laughs> All it means is that you can do fusion at uh, b- below uh, high temperatures. Okay. At room temperature. They're using this to cool something off. Is it something very hot? Yes. Well, then there you go. 
Well, I mean, they've, they've got a track record for poor, piss poor science in this series. Well, in the red goo, like I think was that what you were referring goo, to? Yeah. Yeah, the the red matter kind of stupid stuff, which has incredible gravity, and even though it's just red goo, but also the fact that Spock was standing on that ice planet of Hoth, and he looked up in the sky and saw a Vulcan getting imploded from light years away. He saw a Vulcan just hanging in the sky like it was. Well, you remember they have different eyes than us. Bullshit. <laughs> in fact, if you recall from the series, they have two sets of eyelids. That's fine, but it doesn't mean that they can see light years away as if it's big in the sky. Oh, sure. You're saying there was lots of bad science. The cold fusion was just the very beginning of it. There's a scene with the Enterprise where they're all bitching about how they have to have sight, you know, basically sight to, to do a transfer. There would have been a very easy way to fix this without a very, very easy to fix this. But no, they went the dumbest fucking route possible. Okay, my, my, given all that, that you're pissed off about the science, does this make you feel How scared you or, feel? or looking forward to the Star Wars treatment by J.J. Abrams? Okay, hold Death on. Death Star with bunny ears! <laughs> Mouse ears, mouse ears, damn it. (laughs) This is what I'm going to say. They had a really good premise with the first Star Trek about taking it in a completely different direction. They doubled back upon themselves. And this is what I'm worried about now with Star Wars. Oh, okay. Do you think... think, uh, Could it be uh, worse than Phantom Menace? I mean, that's a pretty high bar to set. You know, I will give Abrams... I will give Abrams, I, I do believe that he can get over that bar and, and be better than Phantom Menace. But Do you think the new Dumbledore will fight the old Dumbledore in the new, in the new Star Wars? <laughs> it is entirely possible. Okay. I just, maybe, maybe, maybe Picard will fight Harry Potter. And Cabernet will help. <laughs> and... right. The other thing that I hated is the fact that they had to put somebody in lingerie for no reason at all. Female, I assume? Yes. yes. Woohoo! Absolutely no reason for this. And, and yes, there is a reason for it. Commercial box office. It it's would not have a made, good reason, but on. it's a reason. It still would have made eighty-four million dollars last weekend had she just been in her flight suit or whatever. Yeah, but but see, this next weekend there's going to be eighty-four more million dollars as the uh, teenage crowd comes back. <laughs> yes, because they haven't discovered porn on the internet. That's right. And uh, uh, Kleenex futures have just gone up. Yeah. All I have to say is, if you haven't seen it and you want spoilers, io9 has done a really great job of explaining every single reason why I disliked the movie. I liked it in general. It was like, good, fun popcorn movie. But there were so many things wrong. No. Nerd. Moving on. Asshole. <laughs> Boy, we two can play this game. Well, I, I would like to bring up something that was a happy news thing of this week. We have happy news? I do. Yes. So, uh, loyal dear listeners may remember that about a year ago, I mentioned on the show that at my work, they set up a prisoner of war missing in action display in the lobby. 
which is a small table with the the service the formal service hats of the various of the four services on empty plates with a a lemon and a and a thing and the, the Palmia flag and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Lots of things. Shut up. And last year on the display, there was amongst all this other stuff was a holy Bible. And I, are you, how did you know it was a holy? It, it was written. It said, it's written. Bible, okay, but, holy. It wasn't just the King James Bible. It was the Holy Bible. Yeah, Bible. it said Bible, okay. comma holy. So somebody who didn't get at it with a paper punch is what you're saying. No, it was an actual Bible Bible. Okay. So I went to my supervisor and says, who is in charge of putting up that display because I'd like to talk to them about it. And um, I went and said to this person who had set it up, say, "Um, I really think that it's inappropriate that this display has a Bible in it because from what I understand, that's not the Christian Bible is not part of the official American armed services because every people of all faith can be part of that that so so I think that's dishonoring a lot of people who are Buddhist, Wiccan, atheist, Jewish, whatever by having that as part of the display and it got taken off. Yeah. This year, last week, um, a new Palmia display got put up. No Bible. Huzzah So I I saw something that was wrong. I politely said something about it went through the channels of command, as it were, and got something changed, not just once, but in perpetuity. So, happy news! Damn, atheists pushing their viewpoint over everything. <laughs> I would hope that people would have learned their lesson in the long term, but yeah. as, as we've seen this week, you, in you, the various news things that have come up with religion and atheists, there can be lots of surprises going yeah. on, and and you made you made uh, logical sense in your you know you didn't go in rant and and call the ACLU right. Oh, the, but I wanted to. Yeah. The first time I saw it, it pissed me off something fierce, and I didn't say anything about it the same day. Yeah. I came home and just it ruminated in my head. I'm like, why, why this pisses me off? Why do people assume this? <laughs> and then, you know, I I said, okay, how do I actually get something done? Because Part of the evil part of my brain wanted to just take it off the table. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't play hide the Bible. <laughs> I was not a troll on the internet. <laughs> I was a logical, reasoning person who was trying to convince people that they should do something differently. Excellent. Yay! Yay! Yay for civil discourse. Yes. Excellent. Well. Uh, do we have a birthday this week? Yes, we have a birthday this week. Can we can we do it with some sort of clues? Yes. <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> all I got is some guy who was born some years ago. Or yeah, some it doesn't help. Yeah, but you've guessed them pretty well the last few weeks. When you give clues! <laughs> all you asked is, did I have a birthday? And I said yes, and then you started assaulting me with, you don't have ever good clues. I didn't have a chance to give you a clue. So give us a goddamn clue! Born 1859, May 22nd. He started off his professional career as a physician, but that's not what he's famous for. Hmm. So you already know two things. He was a physician, and he is a he. And 1859, So he my is answer was dead. right when I said it was some guy who was born some years ago. Yeah. Probably but, dead, too. Yeah. Yes. Dead. <laughs> Died in 1930. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. So he's not known for what is he known for? Um, so you you have to answer the direct question, sir. 
<laughs> well, it's 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 the debate between trying to give you clues but not Answer make the question. it too easy. Don't wait for the translation. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> Again, showing my nerd cred about Star Trek. Um, he was best known for writing books. Yes, novels. One of his uh, the first thing he was he had published was the mystery of Sasasa Valley. So historical novels or historical fiction? Historical fiction or just fiction? Could be fiction. Fiction. He he did try to try his hand at um, nonfiction, and in fact uh, he wrote uh, a very long book about the Boer War, which he was was a dude, was a dude who wrote Dracula. Bram no, it was not Abraham Stoker. But he does have a very famous character, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. Yay! See, you didn't even get to the final clue, which is if you couldn't get it, which was the Cottingley Fairies. Ah, that would be good. See, I was going to give that to you eventually, but you guys are smart enough that you were able to get to Mm. it. Gary was smart enough. Knowledgeable enough of awesome, famous authors. Head full of useless knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Occasionally with the birthdays, I'll do kind of a good, the bad, and the ugly. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is kind of both good and bad, mm-hmm. in that he was a physician, he wrote this wonderful, iconic character who talks a lot about reason and and, dedu- and deducing the facts of the situation to logically come to a conclusion, yet at the same time, he was so depressed about so many deaths in his families that he became obsessed with spirituality, yeah. and essentially wanted to believe it was true so he only looked at the evidence that said it was true yeah and wasn't wasn't uh, Houdini who was very upset about that yeah they um they, they became friends and then apparently because just Conan, uh, because Sir Arthur Conan Doyle refused to look at the evidence that Houdini who also was kind of interested in spiritualism but mm-hmm. didn't believe it especially because of he, he was a magician because he showed Doyle all the secrets of uh, spiritualists and, and mediums that it's all magic tricks mm-hmm. and yet Conan Doyle refused to believe it Yeah, he was just said you know what fuck you <laughs> and they had a falling out and that yeah. was it which is, which is odd considering granted he was he had a love-hate relationship with Sherlock Holmes as a character because he felt he was essentially typecast mm-hmm. by this character and, and killed him off because he was like fuck it I don't want to deal with this guy anymore <laughs> But he needed to make money, so he wrote some other stories. Yeah. Um, but he, so there's this incredibly logical reasoning character that he wrote, and yet believed in fairies and bought the whole you know fairy photographs things, lock, stock, and barrel. Sure. And and yeah, so he was born today, May twenty second, okay. in eighteen fifty nine. Though to be fair about the fairies, I mean it was photographic evidence. <laughs> True. But I, and, and you granted, we're in a post Photoshop world. Yeah. But they just look fake. Yeah. To me. Well, yeah. To my 21st century eyes. Yeah, absolutely. But but think about if you if you go back through like the the 80s movies and how fantastic some of the special effects were. It's like, gosh, how they do that. And now you look back because the technology is so. So it's kind of like the first time you see something, you don't necessarily see the flaws because of the amazing scene that's. That's just just like the first time people saw 
uh, the mo- the moving train, the the motion picture of the train coming towards them, they got scared because they'd never seen anything quite. Yeah. And of course, that looks. How could they possibly have fallen for this? Well, because they, <laughs> they had never know seen better. it. Yeah, yeah. They had no no clue. So I, I'll, I'll give him that uh, simply because of the, the, the time period. But when you add it to the whole Houdini thing, and yes, that that now that part that shows a a personality who's cherry picking the data, absolutely, and is um, whatever what other other kind of logical fallacy you want to throw at him (laughs) for refusing to look at the evidence that contradicted what Mm -hmm. he wanted to believe. But on the other hand, the kind of middle road is that he was raised as a Jesuit in Jesuit. He went to Jesuit primary education Mm -hmm. and um, was so disgusted by all that and the corporal punishment that was in schools and he disliked it so much and disagreed with it that he declared himself agnostic. Yeah, so see, he was not religious, yet he f- was very wooey spiritual. Spiritual, but yeah. for for those reasons, and this is this is a this is one of those cases where the the people who say, "Oh, you're an atheist because you're mad at God." In that particular case, the reason that he gave up on God was because of the punishment meted out, and so that's almost like you're a mad at God reason yeah. for for leaving, rather than the logical. Uh, evidence that there's when he evidence. got involved in kind of the psychical s- societies, whatever, one of the things he tried to do is to try to bring into those organizations to say, you know, we should also teach some of the teachings of Christ. In that he still believed in the teachings of it. Yeah. It may, you know, it's kind of like the Jefferson Bible in that he took out all the superstitious stuff. Well, it's, 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 a, very, and, it's a very modern, yeah. a modern look or sorry, a modern take on the the I'm gonna call them the new Christians yeah. because they don't they don't believe the book they just believe the bits about the guy right that so, he was so they're a nice Christians guy to because follow. they yeah. follow Jesus Christ who they think is the Son of God all the rest of that is just yeah we don't need to bother with that because it just says be nice yep so Sir Arthur Conan Doyle good bad and ugly all wrapped in one nicely wrapped package. Yep, and available at bookstores for fourteen ninety nine for the full set. All right, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Check your local bookstore. We'll find out if if you have a local bookstore. Otherwise, just go on Amazon. I'm sure you can get it for eBooks. Okay. Oh wait, you know what? They might be Clearance. free too. Yeah, because that's, that's true. public domain. That is true. Okay, you can get a nicely packaged fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> I've created a monster by getting you guys off topic. <laughs> Uh, moving oh, on. Like, well, that yeah. never happens. <laughs> well, kind of speaking of getting off topic, we got an email this Yay! week. Yay! From uh, one of our listeners, Kevin Hoover. Who, Hello! Uh, Hi, Kevin! Kevin Hi, Hoover. Kevin. Um, he um, had some constructive criticism for us. And should I read the whole message, or should I just kind Is of Is it paraphrase? long? Not terribly. Yeah. yeah, go for it. So his message, and I won't read it in a southern accent, even though I desperately want to, because I always like reading them in southern accents. Hi, guys. This is just some feedback on the podcast for what it's worth. I like the core material a lot. Yay. I enjoy report your reporting and your incisive conclusions. Also, you have a good mix of personalities. So that Yay. begins the compliment sandwich. Now comes the guillotine. <laughs> 
Okay, and be, but the, the the next part begins with something I think is really cool. What makes TSW kind of hard for me to listen Ooh. to? He called us TSW like we're like famous or something. It's like the next generation TNG. <laughs> See, I just call us SW. Uh-huh. See, so now I'm going to have to change it to TSW. Yep, we can get T-shirts made. The T stands for the. <laughs> I think that should That's be our next very shirt. Funny. Why did I laugh at that? What makes TSW kind of hard for me to listen to is the surfeit of personal kibitzing. I just think there's too much of it. The show always begins with several minutes of personal interplay. The show always begins with several minutes of personal interplay and chatter that could be on any podcast. I always want you to get to the skeptical subject matter. Um, we've already broken this rule about ten minutes ago in this podcast. We apologize, mm. Kevin, but it's just the nature of things. Um, secondarily, the substance is diluted too much with forced jets, forced jests and banter. If it comes naturally, that's great, but much of it seems like you're trying too hard to joke around and looking for reasons to go off topic. We don't need reasons. <laughs> we do it yeah. very well yeah, on our own. That's <laughs> I, I wouldn't offer this hopefully constructive criticism if I didn't enjoy the show so much. Yay. If we're tightened up, it would be right up there with SGU and Skeptic Zone, f- well, for me anyway. Thanks and keep up the good work. Ooh. Well, I would say very highly complimentary because, I mean, sticking us up there with SGU, yeah. that's... I'm going to flex here. That probably didn't sound like flexing, did it? So I want to say first, I think we need to say thank you thank for you taking for the, the time, writing us. I very much appreciate it. I mean, he, he has constructive criticism for us, but he wasn't a troll about it, which is something I wanted to reward by mentioning his name several times on the show because not everybody on the Internet is a dick. And yeah, from, and what, what, from what we've seen so far from listeners who have contacted us, we don't have any dick listeners. No, we had the one kind of creepy trolley. But that was like a weird spammy email who didn't know who Man. the hell we were. That was, And that was like two years ago. I'm just saying, <laughs> we had the one creeper. True. But it's kind of a gray area. Um, but also, he, he, he said, this is what I believe, and this is what I think. He used I statements he didn't accuse. It was a nicely crafted suggestion. Yeah. And that's and that's the way it should be. And most of the time it is. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody on the internet is an asshole. Now, given that... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, do we have to respond now? Well, well a, a little bit. I would yeah. say I, I wanted to let him know that kind of how this podcast started is um, we all come from sitting around in, in skeptical... Uh, Pub nights, whatever you Skeptics want to call it. Skeptics in the pub. And um, we just kind of enjoyed talking with each other. And somebody, I think it was Gary or David, realized, you know what? We could record this. And <laughs> I don't think it was quite that way. lots of money. Damn. <laughs> well, maybe not make money, but entertain <laughs> others. Because we entertain each other. We're yeah. smart people. And we we can talk about these, these issues, obviously, for hours at a time. <laughs> But also that we entertain each other in that we make each other laugh and have fun in these conversations and would like to share that with others. That's right. why this, this the tagline that we put on the business card was skeptics in the pub without the, the pub. pub. Yeah. So we're not like in a, we're not we didn't come from the point of saying we want to be like a news show. Right. We're you know, it, we want to tell you stuff and discuss debate the issues as best we can and 
let you know about what's going on. And the things that we're interested in, which hopefully you are interested in yeah. as well. And, and if we have fun with each other and sound interested in the topic, then hopefully it's, it's entertaining for y'all. Mm-hmm. I would also like to add that the three of us also do have very busy lives. And I appreciate all of the research and effort that SGU and the rest of them go through to produce their show. They, I'm willing to bet they have tons of notes and, and everything else. Unfortunately, I, I, I know that I speak for myself here, and I, I do believe I speak for Gary here, too. We don't have the time. Yeah, Greg's just lazy. <laughs> no, Greg, I, I'm convinced Stephen Novella does not sleep. Yeah. He's a vampire. He, he blogs, he he does the show, he edits the show, he produces the material for the show, and he's a full-time teacher. Yeah. On top of all of that, he's a teacher and a practicing physician. Yeah. Even just that should drive him insane, but that he does all this other stuff. Okay, yes, we are not that level of professional. We don't write anything down before we do the show. We, not quite true. I have notes. Okay, we do notes, but we don't write what we're going to say. We don't That's have a true. script. No, that's true. You know, even the things that we've done in the last couple of weeks about where's Gary, and you know, we we kind of plan that in big air quotes ahead of time, but fully off the cuff. So if we go off on a rant like apparently I'm doing right now, it's the natural <laughs> conversation we we're having, and and it's taken us two years to craft this natural conversation style that we have. <laughs> as um, as naturally um, flowing. As it does. Yes. And, of course, uh, all, that, that also has to do with the editing. Because so, this is an edited podcast. Yeah. You should listen to some of the stuff we cut out. <laughs> no. No, you should not. So, you may. There, there I, are, there you are, may. There yeah. are some jokes that don't make it into the podcast. Yes. Trust us, I remember a couple of years ago listening to, um, what was Dogma Free America with Rick Overton, or whatever the hell his name is. Um, I don't know. Anyway, a couple of years ago, I remember listening to Dogma Free America, and they had to have the same exact conversation, because li- because. They would kind of go off on little, you know, asides on high school football teams mm. of whatever high school was in the town that they were talking about at the time. And, you know, sometimes it was boring. Some it was times it was entertaining. And same applies to us. Sometimes yeah. when we go off on a tangent, it's just for us. And sometimes, yeah, it actually is funny. So we'll, yeah. we do our best, but we do realize that, you know, maybe sometimes we need to tighten things up and not go off on complete rants. But we're learning. We shall endeavor to improve. But like I said, we all do come <laughs> with this with a passion. We all come at it with this opportunity to talk about these things. And I know that like, some of the stuff that we talk about is not... We purposely try to not talk about stuff that SGU is talking about. Yeah, because they do such a damn good job, those yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but some weeks we end up talking about the same yeah. topic. And, and I, sometimes we stump them before. Yeah. And I do notice we will talk about it in different ways. We'll look at it from different angles, and that's why we have... You know, we're, we're, we're not out here saying, don't listen to Skeptic Guide, listen to us instead. Right. No, listen to Skeptic Guide. Please. <laughs> and us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're we're like the side dish. (laughs) So you're saying we're the mashed potatoes. 
yeah. Sure. We're starchy. <laughs> Speaking of side dishes and condiments, there was this week a an article in, on AB, uh, CBSNews.com. Boo! I mean, oh, well, okay. CBS Which News. Which is... I don't care. Hey, I can't say anything... I'm so used to when we talk about things like Natural News or Fox.com of booing out or something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, no, no, this, this, this is a booing offense, I think. Uh, they had a headline that said, and I quote... Bigfoot lives! No. Not quite that bad. A report from the Institute of Medicine, the IOM, suggests that lowering sodium below 2,300 milligrams per day may be harmful to your health. And I thought to myself, hmm, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Or it could be right, in which case uh, I must delve. So I read the article. It could be. If it's right, I'm going to die. Yeah. I well, better read this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on a, a low-sodium uh, diet because I suffer from naturally-induced hypertension. <laughs> I'm a very angry person. So the goal of the headline writer to get you to click on the site and go to the article succeeded with you because yeah. the headline writer is trying to scare you into re- reading the article so you see the advertisements. It, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but they, they maybe I'm a little cynical. It, but I mean, they get click through, so sure, whatever. Uh, however, so I, I read the article. So the article states. A report from the Institute of Medicine suggests that lowering sodium below 2,300 milligrams per day may be harmful to your health. While the organi- organization, which is the health section of the nonprofit organization, the National Academy of Sciences, says that Americans are eating too much salt in their diets currently, the research has led them to conclude that lowering sodium too much may increase other adverse health risks. Well, sometimes, like say you're exercising a lot, not taking any, any salt to replace that is bad. So there are times when not enough salt is a bad thing. Right. Yes. Or you're not or you're drinking too much water. Yes. And hyponatremia. And, and it goes untight. <laughs> hypernatremia, sorry. So and then they have a quote from a, a a committee chair named Brian Strom who says that the new studies that they've done support previous findings that reducing sodium from very high intake levels to moderate levels improves health. That's this is, in fact, what the studies say. But they also suggest that lowering sodium intake too much may actually increase a person's risk of some health problems. And Your face actually, makes me think that's not entirely... No, it, um, the, the briefing, <clears throat> the briefing PDF that the uh, Institute of Medicine uh, released actually doesn't say that. It says that there's not enough information to draw that conclusion. Because they kind of say that further down in the CBS article that they suggest more research, but towards the beginning of the article, it's very nebulous. Yeah, and and they don't go into details of of what might be the problems. But this all came about because the Center for Disease Control asked the Institute uh, of Medicine... Institute of Medicine? Institute of Medicine to check the design methodology and conclusions from all of the studies that have been going on. High salt, low salt, medium salt. Yeah, sorry, for, salt. For, for, for sodium intake. And so what they found was, in general, 
in, on average, people are taking in over 3,400 milligrams per day of sodium. And the recommended from 2010 is 2,300 milligrams per day. So possibly due to a lot of fast food eating and pre-made and processed food, which are yes. horribly high in sodium, uh, <laughs> we're getting too much. I think everybody pretty much understands that now. That's, right. That's one of those conclusions that, yeah, definitely. But also another recommendation from the 2010 is uh, many people should possibly take less than 1,500 milligrams per day. And this includes uh, certain portions of the population, which were including uh, African Americans, people over 51, and uh, people who had hypertension, diabetes, and chronic kidney disease. Okay. Now, is, is that a level that you have been recommended yeah. to lower to as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's 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 not very hard if you make your own food as long as you're cutting out the lunchables and you know the the heavy restaurant eating. Yeah, it's a reasonable amount of salt. It's not like a like having to avoid avoid it salt entirely. Right. Which you can't do. Yeah, it's it's, it's impossible. But. Um, so they were also supposed to comment on population-based strategies, which is those those three that I just mentioned, uh, and sorry, population-based strategies to gradually reduce sodium and to identify uh, gaps in the research and how to uh, address the gaps. So, what more can they do? So one of the things they found is a lot of the the studies had bad methodologies. They were, they were inconsistent in uh, implementation of the methodologies. There was a lot of self-reporting, uh, and that made comparisons between studies very difficult because they, they came to different conclusions, and you could actually read the data a little bit differently depending on, on your skewed point of view. Yeah, in order to do a proper meta-analysis, you need consistency ac across all those various studies yeah. so you can... Actually, kind of compare apples to apples, but in this case, it sounds like they're comparing apples to bacon. It, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. High sodium bacon. So, <laughs> one, one thing that the studies do conclusively say is that there is a correlation, there's, there's a relationship between high sodium and cardiovascular disease. Um, but they can't determine whether the benchmark of 2300 or less was better or worse for a risk of heart disease, stroke, or all-case mortality. So, in other words, it's they, they can't they simply can't tell. They don't know. So, saying that oh well, like like CBS News, whoever wrote the the article. Uh, saying that, oh, they say, no, don't lower your cholesterol that or uh, sodium intake. That's wrong. So you think it's like an author of this article got it wrong or some agenda? I think there may be a slight agenda because because <laughs> they have, uh, and this made me laugh, um, the Salt Institute, which represents the salt industry. Shocker. <laughs> said, Imagine that. Said they were happy with the IOM's report that lowering sodium consumption may actually hurt some people. Now, again, this may be true. Lowering sodium con uh, intake may hurt some people, but at 3,400 milligrams per day, 
uh, reducing it to 2300, which is the recommended, that's probably good for you. But again, in conclusion, and only in specific cases, the people that having very low, and that that was the that was the key point from from the from the brief, is if extremely low sodium can hurt people who are in the final stages of heart disease, or who have diabetes, kidney disease, or again cardiovascular disease. So you have to have a, a certain amount, but not more and not less. And, and, and they don't really know what that is. It's going to be on a, per, on a person-to-person level, so your doctor has to know what it is. So. And I'm sure there are certain situations where going from, say, you know, 3,500 milligrams a day to, to 1,000, a, a really quick change may throw you out of whack. Yeah. If you're in, like you said, the last stages of cardiovascular problems when you don't want to screw things up too quickly. Sure, and and even even just a, a drastic change in diet in general for many people is is bad. Like if you if you go from uh, eating out all the time and then go to say I'm going to eat vegetables, uh, you know, like a high fiber diet, that's going to cause some body changes that you may not be prepared for and your body may almost reject your toilet may reject it too. yeah absolutely so you know a gradual change is, is more beneficial yeah it's like going on a on a drinking bin which you wouldn't know uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you can, uh, you can an like, eating bin. or an eating bin yeah like suddenly at halloween suddenly you have five thousand pounds of chocolate in the house and well, it's You're not going to eat itself. <laughs> You're going around like, ah, I can do everything. I've got 10,000 Kit Kats in my it, stomach. Exactly. And then you're breaking out. You're getting acne, you know, and all kinds of whatever, you know. I thought the glossy sheen acne thing was a bit of a myth. Um, if I eat a lot of it, I actually will tend to, to break out. But I think the gist of what you're trying to say here is read the article read the accompanying literature with yes. it, make your own decisions about how... With a doctor's advice. Yes. Please <laughs> consult your doctor in matters of lowering your sodium, exercising, drastic weight loss, diet, all of that. Just consult your doctor. They know more than we do. Yeah. And it, they know more than the reporter does it, it, well. Exactly. I... I I think the ABC reporter was was influenced by uh, industry sources, one might say, because, as I said previously, it the headlines does do not reflect what the state, and we see that all the time, and we 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 mentioned on it. So this is one of those read beyond the headline cases and everything in moderation cases. Yeah, because you know, yeah, to a certain extent, it makes a logical sense that too little salt, just like too much salt may not be great for you, but less salt is better than too much salt. Mm-hmm. So moderation may be hinting towards the lower side as well. Yeah. And, of course, the other thing is that uh, if you're eating out, you're getting way more sodium than you need in almost everything you eat, and that includes the salads. Because the dressing that if, – if you unless you're using balsamic vinegar dressing uh, – Caesar salad dressing is very high in sodium. Uh, most of the creamy dressings are very high in calories and, and high in sodium. So, but just that's what makes aware. them so tasty. Well, Unfortunately, that is yeah. true. <laughs> if you and really, like really want it, 
look into that, read um, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, where he talks about, you know, the reason that restaurant food tastes so good is that even on the diet plate, they're still using sticks of butter. (laughs) Just a little bit less of a stick of butter. Right. You know. Fewer sticks of butter. Yeah. (laughs) Butter, cream, and salt go into everything in a restaurant, you know. It's to hide the salty taste. So, there we go. Speaking of trying to hide stuff, there are people, maybe a good third of the country, if you believe the surveys, who believe that the government is hiding information about UFOs. Aren't they? I swear they are. (laughs) I I, I can't conclude one way or the other whether or not they are or not. I personally don't think so. Because of and the old adage of, you know, with the moon conspiracies and the whole JFK conspiracies or whatever, as we've seen this week in the news with all the crap that the Obama administration is going through, it's really hard to keep secrets that long. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people looking up that know what they're looking at. They're called astronomers. Yes. But even I they those sometimes were astrologers. Can, so, oh, step in the eye. Even they can be fooled because maybe you have an astronomer who's used to looking at radio telescope data about variable stars huh. and is not actually used to looking up in the sky. Huh. So even then, got to take the True. the the word of experts with a grain of salt. <laughs> See how I tied everything together and made a forced joke. Yeah, in this? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an aside though. Uh, how to tell the difference between astronomers and astrologers. And this is stolen from Dara O'Brien, by the way. The astronomers went to college? Nope. <laughs> it's in the name. Astronomers. Nom. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, Brian Cox. He's dreamy. Just want to eat him up. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Astro-loggers. Log. A unit of human waste. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's something I'm just not going to be able to get out of my head. (laughs) Thank you, Gary. Thank Dara O'Brien. Thank you, Dara. (laughs) All right. Back back to what we were talking about. So one of the things that the ultra-true believers of UFOs do is... They are, since they're convinced the government knows about aliens, is hiding, hiding evidence of it, they are constantly throwing freedom of information requests at the U.S. government, <laughs> either the CIA or the military or the government in general, maybe sometimes local governments, like what did Sheriff Podunk see in the sky on the 20th of April or what, 420. I wonder why he would see something strange in the sky. Um, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I'm the one who made a marijuana joke? Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What does that say about you? That I went to... I don't do drugs. Marijuana's not a drug. (laughs) (laughs) It means I went to way too many Grateful Dead shows. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did a little too much LDS in the 60s. Grateful Dead with air quotes. I'm sure. Yeah, he did. Some 40. Or yeah. so, give or take mm-hmm. how well I remember them. Because of all the other people who knew that marijuana is not a drug <laughs> in <laughs> this <worse>. vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so it was you, patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate patchouli. Hey, anyway. Damn patchouli stink. 
Anyway. So, so, since the UFO believers are constantly loading up these Freedom of Information requests, um, there's an article over at theweek.com, which we posted to our main site earlier this week, about how there's something to be said for the fact that these constant requests for information have actually had a positive effect on our democratic government here in the United States. In that it's the law, if you if you submit a reasonable request for freedom of information and it's not completely classified, the government will eventually release something to you. So that's why all these freedom of information requests, some of them lead to court cases, mm -hmm. which have actually led to decisions on how far the government has to go to respond to requests for information. Mm -hmm. Because you could conceivably say, as a government agent, there's no such thing as UFOs. I'm not going to even look down in the file room for anything we may have on Podunk, Texas on April 20th of this year because there's nothing going to be there. I know there's not going to be anything there, so go stuff yourself. Right. But as a government agent, you can't do that. You have to do according to how these court cases have come out over the years, starting in there's a pretty famous one from 1981 called Ground Saucer Watch versus the CIA, <laughs> where basically the the Ground Saucer Watch group lost the case in that they they didn't get more information, but it set the precedent according to how the judge ruled it, saying that the agents in the CIA and whatever record keepers they have have to go to a certain level of diligence in looking for records, a reasonable amount of diligence. So... In a way, the fact that these, I'll just call them nutcases or special people who are <laughs> UFO believers, um, have had a positive effect on our, our, our government in that they have pushed the limits of this freedom of information law to say, how far does the government have to go? So in, you know, in more recent news, if you have someone who's a conspiracy theorist about Benghazi, as much as maybe an administration may not want to get in, go down to that level, because the precedence has been set by these UFO people, the government has to, to prove to a certain amount that they have done due diligence in trying to find as many documents out there. And in other cases, they've shown, okay, they, don't, they can't produce documents that just don't exist. They don't have to prove that a document doesn't exist, but if there's material there... They have to go find it. Hmm. And then also there have been other cases that have more precisely defined of, okay, if you're trying to look, the, the example they give in the article is if you're worried about toxic water tanks at the local military base, nothing to do with UFOs, a reasonable environmental request. You could say, the government could say, well, I'm just going to throw everything at you by saying, well, I'm going to look for toxic and tanks hmm. and just... Dilute, you know, funny enough because I'm talking about water toxins, dilute you with information at a homeopathic level of saying, well, here's everything, dump. Whereas it could be reasonably said that, you know what, we're going to save the person who's making the requests time, but also save the government time to say, it's a reasonable thing to say, I'm going to search for toxic and tank in the same document, do a word search, and only give you that subset that is much more likely to actually give you information on what you're looking for, that they don't have to give you everything, but also they don't have to waste their time giving you everything. Right. So, 
I mean, there's that's pretty much what the article is about, and I just thought it was pretty fascinating that in sometimes woo actually has woo help a side effect that wasn't really intended, but is in some ways good. A beneficial side effect of woo. Well, you know, homeopathy has a beneficial side effect of you're getting more liquids. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Some you homeopathic, well, some homeopathic stuff is just sugar. Yeah. Not even water. Or, it's just or sugar even pills. Worse, could be salt pills and could fuck up your salt intake. Well, yeah, or it could be filled with zinc. Yes. And make you lose your sense of smell. Among other horrible side effects of contaminants. Unknown contaminants, because it's an unregulated thing. Exactly. So, still, we want to do due diligence on disproving wooey stuff, but this is an interesting side note. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, we got anything else? Do we have a lightning round today? Are we, are we there yet? Do we want to talk about Oklahoma? Oh! No. Oklahoma! The next line is where the wind comes blowing down the plane. That's probably a little too soon for that. Yeah, yep. but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. this has not been a great week for people in Oklahoma. I, I actually know some people up in the Dallas I, area who've been tweeting about how they're hiding in their house and been sent emails by their school saying, come pick up your kids now because if you try to pick up your kids later, you might die. Hmm. So, it's it, weather-wise, it's been kind of a sucky week da- down here in the south. Yep, Midwest. Well, I mean, there have been some interesting responses to Oklahoma. By uh, the way, if, if anybody's listening to this like three years from now, there was a big tornado in Oklahoma. F4, mile yeah, wide. Five. F5. F5. Yeah. Oh. It was a very it was wide upper- berth. Wide, it, it, wide, was, it was a mile wide. Yeah, a very wide tornado just came down and slammed uh, uh, more more no. Oklahoma? yeah maybe. I think it was more Oklahoma more and yeah and there was also one that a smaller one that hit south of Dallas but a couple regardless. dozen people died a lot of people are homeless and a lot of financial damage and it's a horrible humanitarian problem which is why you should go to foundationbeyondbelief.org slash crisis and donate to their crisis response fund, which are giving funds directly to local charities that need it, like mm-hmm. food banks and stuff like that. They don't take anything off the top. They actually just pass it on directly, so it's a good way to give to those who need it without worrying about administrative costs or anything like that. In yeah. addition, if you can, go to your local Red Cross and donate blood because there is always a need for blood products at this time. That's always something that you can do, assuming that you are able to donate blood. But since we're a skeptical show, that's pretty much where the positive message is going to end. We're going to talk about some silly shit that's happened this week. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do anything but want to feel like you're doing something, go ahead and pray for Oklahoma. <laughs> where I personally would take the Ricky Gervais response and go, oh, you prayed... I just gave money. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid now. Like tens of thousands of people hashtagged pray for Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And there was some tweet from MTV, was it, that they were talking about how great it was that Beyonce and Rihanna and Madonna or whoever. That their their publicist tweeted for them? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, and And Ricky Gervais's response, like you said, kind of 
stirred up a bit of shit about, hey, come on, let's actually do something. And, and there's been a new hashtag. Um, uh, do something. Actually do something for Oklahoma. Yeah, or something actually like, do something. That's a hell of a hashtag. <laughs> well, every time that there is some sort of major disaster or major event, uh, we saw it with the Boston bombing, we're now saying it with Oklahoma, where it's, you know, hashtag pray for whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So people feel like they're doing something. One, I'm sorry, but um, typing a few letters on your smartphone <laughs> is not doing something. And like, well, first of all, is it you're just tweeting? You're not. You're not. You're not actually praying. You're just tweeting about praying. There's no guarantee these people are actually sitting down on their couch or kneeling down by their bed, not to be sexy or anything, and are clasping their hands and saying, "Please, God, please send." good and fluffy bunnies to Oklahoma. You know, there's... These people are just tweeting, so they're not even doing the doing nothing, which is praying. Well, you know what? I, I would say that most of them are probably very sincere about it. You they're may sincere be- about the the sentiment, but not about the following through with even the praying, I think. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit Pollyanna here, and I'm going to say we don't know what's going through their heads. Maybe they are actually praying... We don't know that for certain. All I know is that prayer doesn't really work for shit. And maybe, you know, pulling a few bucks out of your wallet, maybe buying a thing of dog food and taking it to your local animal shelter because most places are organizing drives for food, clothing, pet care for animals who have been lost and are not able to be reunited with their their owners. All of these groups need stuff. Yeah. You can take an hour and donate a pint of blood. You can forego your Starbucks for a week and donate, you know, 30 bucks or however much fucking Starbucks costs. I don't know. I don't drink it. So <laughs> the, the fun irony of the, yeah, let's all pray for Oklahoma or whatever, beyond the whole typical atheist thing of, well, where was God? Didn't God send the tornado kind of stuff? Is, is apparently the fount of all skeptical podcasts and atheist podcasts where if you don't have material, go look up Pat Robertson because you'll have something to talk about that week. Uh, he, he essentially said that the people in Oklahoma don't pray enough and that's why they were hit by a tornado. Well, it's just like the Westboro Baptist saying that the reason that the tornado happened is because some basketball player who is from Oklahoma, tweeted that he was proud of Jason Collins, another basketball player, coming out as gay, and that's why God sent the tornadoes to destroy Oklahoma, because of one person saying... Tweeting is powerful. That's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah, and it's amazing that these, the Westboro Baptists and Pat Robertson are so powerful themselves in that they know exactly why God did, you know, A plus B equals tornado. Oh, yeah, it always equals uh, some natural disaster, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, the crazies have come out of the woodwork, and it's not just the religious crazies. <laughs> no. Ha- have homeopaths be without borders showed up? I don't know. Because I was... I was... <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a real group. It is? Yeah. Oh, my God, you're, you... 
Okay, they, you, they, they went to um, Haiti. In the same note, you flabbergasted me and broke Donna. Congratulations, Carrie. <laughs> oh my god, I'm Googling the... Fuck... Wow! <laughs> I am officially... They have a website? Homeopathswithoutborders-na.org Go give them a negative rating on Web they of are, Trust. They are yellow circled. Give them a Yay. fucking red one. Yeah. Because if they go to places like Haiti and say we're going to cure you with homeopathy, we're going to we're going to we're going to clear up your diphtheria. <laughs> they need a red circle for child safety, yeah. at least on that yeah. one. Holy cow! I I honestly thought you were joking. I really. <laughs> there you, are more things in heaven, earth, Horatio, <laughs> or yeah. something like Donna. that. Yeah. Well, well, I also misquoted it, so... Yes. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm actually... Angry. Donna Smash! Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I have no words. It's okay, they're... They're, <laughs> they're their passports are very, very small. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. So make Donna very, very happy by giving them an even worse rating on Web of Trust. Yeah. But the cr- other crazies coming out of the woodwork that I was talking about is um, Alex <laughs> Jones from... Uh, oh. Uh, oh, our favorite crazy. Yes. He's a Ooh. crazy old radio host kind of guy. And Is he World Net Daily? I no, don't know. no, no, no. No, he hosts his own show. Yeah. yeah. He, what the uh, hell is it? Whatever the hell he does, he has come out basically as, as what some people are calling a tornado truther. In what? that he is convinced that... I think it's that Obama used the government weather control systems. Oh, HARP, sure. HARP, yes, exactly. Absolutely. In order to steer tornadoes towards Oklahoma. I didn't get because... the whole thing. Maybe to distract people from the oh, Benghazi, Benghazi and the, and the IRS. IRS and and the, and the no, 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 wait. Thing. The IRS was a distraction from something else. So... So this is a distraction from a distraction. Yeah, so, so the, the tornadoes must be a distraction from the IRS, but the IRS itself scandal was a distraction from Benghazi. What's a Benghazi as distraction for? No, no, that's the scandal. Benghazi is a, is a, is a distraction for the birther thing. Right, and then Which Obama a for the swallowed fact that a spider to catch Obama's the fly. Obama's really a Muslim who's also a secret atheist right. who's also a lizard. Right, and that's how deep these crazies kind of go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's you can go look it up, and it's, we posted something about it on our page. But yeah, Alex Jones and Natural News are usually yeah. easy, uh, easy targets, he's easy a, stuff. From Infowars. Infowars, that's his thing. Yeah, okay. And he's right up the road from us. That's what's scary. Yay! But the last thing about this, the the horrible events in Oklahoma with their tornado is kind of a funny thing, but also a, oh, fuck, come on, really? In that um, everybody and their brother, including people who know me as their atheist friend, um, have posted (laughs) on their Facebook pages this little clip of an interview that Wolf Blitzer had with this woman in Oklahoma who uh, is sitting there holding her 18-month-old child and talking about... Uh, The the shortened version of the clip is Wolf Blitzer is just saying... Being a douche? 
Yo, ev- yeah, well, yes, but you know, you're blessed. Everybody's blessed that you survived. Isn't that a blessing? And she, this woman, responds, "Well, yeah, I guess." And um, he's he's wrapping up the interview in a traditional interviewee way, and he says, "Well, you thank the Lord, don't you? Don't you really thank the Lord for this? You're you're thanking the Lord, right? I mean, he really gets that insistent. He's just like laying it on there. Give me the fucking soundbite, lady." <laughs> And, and, and she, she just she gives him a soundbite. Yeah, she kind of sheepishly looks, and and you can tell she's thinking this through because she lives in fucking Oklahoma, mm-hmm. where it's not easy to say what she's going to say next, which is actually I'm an atheist, and you can see the oh fuck look on Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> it is it is worth she it. Think, for he thinks he's run into like Christopher Hitchens in Oklahoma, who's going to read him the riot act. And, you know, having lived in Oklahoma, this woman obviously has to deal with believers questioning her before. And she's like, actually, I'm an atheist. And Wolf Blitzer kind of clovers it with, well, that's okay. Hey, hey, ha ha. And then she hands him a bone and says, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered by the fact that other people feel that they thank the Lord. He's like, yeah, see, we're all gay, okay? We're all okay. Well, that was a bit of a Freudian penis. I apologize. <laughs> wow, this totally changed directions. <laughs> well, that's why Pat Robertson said that. Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> he said, we're all okay. It's no big deal. <laughs> and they entered the interview. And you could tell he was probably like, fuck, glad I got out of that one. But yeah. it was an interesting kind of spotlight on the Christian privilege. Because the, the non atheist friends who said hey greg did you see this on their facebook page and i said yeah he was kind of a douche in assuming that obviously she's going to be christian and trying to get that soundbite out of him and they didn't they didn't get why he was being a douche and that's the problem i had with wolf blitzer's attitude that he was he had the formulaic response that you talk to the person with the interview says well i just thank god i'm okay and they get the nice little thing for the six o'clock news and yeah. they move on that the assumption you know you know maybe she's a buddhist yeah. and doesn't believe in that god or maybe you know believes in any, all the greek any, gods could, could have been any, Why, you, yeah. you, you know yeah. he doesn't know so he shouldn't make that assumption yeah but his assumption <laughs> was i mean it's oklahoma okay, as you say. a safe assumption in the area but but i'm impressed with the network for actually running Airing it? running the clip. That's true. So kudos to them for running that. I, now, since I don't watch television, I don't know if they put it on a repeat or if it was cut. So it'll be interesting to see how how this was responded to uh, in the next couple of days. Well, the f- simple fact is, is in the 21st century, all it has to do is run once. Because it gets captured immediately. No, it gets captured immediately, but but fought, all over the place. But but you see it in, in almost everything. Um, things get cut down to save time, and so which whichever one gets cut down. I mean, you even hear it on NPR, you get a longer version, and then it gets shorter throughout the day as they they hone it, right? But you also see it on Fox News where they will do the Ministry of Truth kind of thing, and they will actually cut things out that they've decided don't that don't actually correspond with their values right and they'll craft a message based yeah. on the edited interview or right. edited speech or whatever oh so and so it didn't talk about this well you cut out the two minutes where they talked they, about this. precisely that's, that's so perfect. yeah we don't know if cnn just aired it once and said oh crap let's not deal with that again or 
maybe because it's gotten airtime, maybe they have talked about it. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But, but the important cool. thing is that in the 21st century, that gets a lot of play outside of TV. Yeah, it's, and a it's lot getting of people a heard about harder that. to lie about stuff. And thank yeah. goodness for that. But Daily it's also, show. Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness for the Daily Show because it shows people that you cannot hide this stuff. Even yep. 1980s footage, they go find that crap. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing about the, the scandal about... The manufactured scandal about Obama, Obama having a Marine hold an umbrella over his uh, yeah, head. Sure. Within hours, people had went out and Googled George W. Bush, Reagan, Clinton, all of them having Army people hold the umbrella over them and said, no, you're lying. I'm being skeptical. You're lying. This is not the truth. It's not a controversy. But I think you guys kept talking and kept me talking because you wanted to avoid the lightning round. Lightning round! Lightning round! So shall we do the lightning round? Lightning round! Lightning round! Can I concede now? <laughs> yeah, me both. At least make Gary queen of the podcast. Try and play. Okay. I'm. All right. Uh, who's going first? Since you've been away, and well, it's not like we've done the podcast. The it's not like we've done the lightning round in your absence. Let's do you first, Gary. Oh, wow. Let I me rephrase that. <laughs> Why don't... You know, <laughs> it's times like this. Are you ready? Okay, uh, we ready? Wait, 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 wait. What's the lightning round? I know, it's been weeks and weeks since <laughs> we last did it. Uh, we should probably explain it to people. Yes, so... In often, case there are new listeners. We post a lot of stuff to our Facebook page throughout the week, or at least I do, and... <laughs> because... <laughs> wow. Are, are you feeling slightly... Derided? Uh, passively aggressed? Yes. <laughs> Very passively. I, I do believe that Greg is... Has that look of haughty derision for the <laughs> That's my job. Um, since we so many articles get posted to our Facebook page every week, oh by sure, Greg. yeah, by Greg, <laughs> we can't get to them all. We do Greg a, can't get to them all <laughs> because we can't get to them all during the show. Oh, okay. We reserve some time at the end of the podcast, which is rapidly decreasing because for some reason I keep talking. And uh, we do a lightning round, try to... You have a lonely life, don't you? Very much so, but that's the <laughs> entirely different discussion. Um, we, <laughs> I quiz my fellow podcasters on how many fill-in-the-blank questions they can answer in 90 seconds. Uh, have, have these questions been tested on yourself? In that I wrote them? Kind of. Okay. All right, I'm going <laughs> to... Ethically? Mostly, yes. Okay. Um, the timer should begin when I finish your first question. Ready, Gary? Okay, good. In the Apprentice season finale, country singer Trace Adkins gave Penn Jillette a backhanded compliment, saying that, quote, Penn Jillette is the most blank I've ever met. Calm. Ethical oh, atheist. Arizona State Representative Juan Mendez delivered a secular humanist-based invocation before the House began an afternoon session last week, wherein he quoted blank. Uh, Darwin. Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Sagan. Ah, you said you weren't going to know any of these, Donna. In early May, <laughs> members of both houses of Congress introduced versions of a bill that would create a blank. Uh, theocracy. <laughs> Science laureate of the United States. Oh. 
Uh, Texas State Representative Dan Patrick, Glenn Beck, and other conservatives successfully forced the company C-Scope to stop producing blank, which they called un-American. Twinkies. Materials. Online curriculum materials. Um, A small but consistent body of research suggests that laws that ban or approve blank affect the mental health of gay, lesbian, and bisexual Americans. Uh, uh, Gender-based discrimination. What? Gay marriage. Uh, I should get a ding for that. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. On March 17, 2013, a boulder-sized rock hit blank. I don't know. The moon. Oh, I knew that. Damn. (laughs) Afghanistan's parliament stopped debate and scrapped moves to approve a presidential law that would blank. Uh, Can you repeat that? Afghanistan's parliament stopped debate and scrapped moves to to approve a presidential law that would blank. Uh, Make English the official language. Ban violence against women and forced child marriages. Ah, I'm glad I missed the the news this week. <laughs> <laughs> except for, except for the moon thing, that was kind of cool. Well, also, oh, the, that's right, because they because they they saw that from uh, telescopes. So there was also that state representative in Arizona who gave the invocation as a secular humanist yeah. and specifically said, "Because I am a secular humanist, I'm not going to tell you to lower your heads. I'm going to tell you to look up and look at everybody around you and say we all have things in common. So let's do good law things. Yay." All right. Uh, Donna, if you can't get at least one <laughs> after knowing zero. two. <laughs> I say she wins just the fact that she knew several of yours. Yeah, I uh, haven't even been on the internet <laughs> in the last two weeks. <laughs> All right. Okay, you guys are right now giving me way too much credit already. You so. too. Go ahead. All right. Oh, so you ready with the timer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. The timer will begin when I finish your first question. The Natural News website, quote-unquote, reports that Angelina Jolie's double mastectomy was really a corporate profit-driven scheme to relate, related to patents of blank. Cancer research. Gene therapy. Gene. The BRCA gene. Uh, the CDC researchers found genetic material from E. coli bacteria in 58% of the blanks they tested during the summer of 2012. Is it between people's toes or purses? Public pools. Pu- oh, public pools. Ew. It was the feces oh. and public pools oh, thing. Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay. A new survey of 12,000 peer-reviewed scientific journal papers found that 97% of them agreed and endorsed blank. Not smoking. Global warming! What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) A new analysis of the 2011 UK census showed that British-born people were describing themselves as blank declined 15% in the last decade. Religious. (laughs) I don't know. More specifically... Anglican? Church going... I don't know. I'll give it to you, Christian. Jesus Christ. It's like pulling teeth with you people. A 65-year-old Colorado woman, Francine Evers, hopes to warn others by telling her story about how she lost $73,000 over six months to blank. Psychics? Thank you. (laughs) That was a guess. That was a guess. A federal appeals court denied asylum to a Christian family that fled Germany because they wanted to blank. Homeschool. Thank you. When I knew. 
That one I actually knew. I feel so much better that you got three. <laughs> Even the ones I thought I knew I got wrong. <laughs> but you said it with confidence, Hell which yes, was the important thing. There were stories that... No, I did get one. Uh, global warming. I got that one right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys knew about the other icky stories of the yeah. week, which was... The CDC report that there was lots of fungus on our feet and between our toes, which Donna understood. And Gary remembered the one about how there's lots of filthy bacteria in purses. So ladies, don't just dump out your purse and put stuff back in. Dump them out and sanitize them. I heard that on NPR. Moving on! (laughs) So that was the show this week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed most of it. I'm regretting some of the things I've said in the past now. Never what thought little, I would. What little of it Gary is going to leave in. <laughs> it's going to be a five-minute show of, hello, goodbye. <laughs> Yay, Gary's Yay. back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's happy about that. You know that. Oh, okay, apparently I was wrong on that one. Damn it. I cannot stand. <laughs> That was kind of weak. That was weak. My 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 buzzer is pretty good. Yeah, you have a better buzzer, but your dinger is kind of lame. You know that by pressing it, it's not going to make it bigger. Okay, that just gave me Vegas flashbacks. (laughs) Your yeah, it does sound like a Vegas one, doesn't it? Jingo. All right. Jingo. I don't know what it is. What is this stuff? Either you were going with bingo or Jenga. 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 No, what's what's the one with the with the folly folly bouncy? <laughs> yeah, plinko. Plinko. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nothing like what you said. <laughs> he doesn't do drugs, but he gambles. <laughs> a few times in my life. Aha! Okay. He has a vice. My vice is eating. Have, can't you tell? <laughs> I take up half the table. Okay. See this half. <laughs> we're, we're we're all on our own sides, Greg. <laughs> and I'm on the longest side. <laughs> well, so am I. I'm on the longest side of a circular table. There you go. I don't know what that means. All right. So thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you had a good time. Uh, thanks, Greg. And hey, you know what? I didn't introduce you guys this week. Huh. <laughs> I didn't introduce myself. You go away for a couple weeks and you, totally and you forget the whole format of the show. <laughs> well, to be fair, we pretty much kind of do that week to week. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I forget everything. I mean, we forgot to test me on the lightning round questions. Yeah, well, and right, that's okay. Right. You wrote them. Uh, if you can't beat three <laughs> on questions that you wrote, um... <laughs> It's not for me and my pride. It's for the listener to hear about the stories. Let's, let's ask okay. him all of them. And if he misses one, Here. he's an idiot. I'm holding up a question. What's the answer? Oh, keyword. Just ask him a keyword. Expectancy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll talk with you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You forgot to introduce us still. Yeah, I'm the host, Gary Long, with me, Greg Perrine and Donna Swafford. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.
The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. That's one way to do it. So that's a bit of a diversion from our usual skeptical yeah, well, talk, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 good advice. And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want to be when you grow up? Knowing half little the battle boy? came from GI Joe, and I, I was a little know. boy. I was back to being a little boy and thinking, G.I. Joe! (laughs) Okay, moving on. I had this whole scene in my head. Again, the reason why I don't do drugs. Okay. Uh, And that's a non sequitur. (laughs) Yeah. What's his name from, um, is it, no, World Net Daily or Natural News or... Mike Adams? Uh, Crap. The Health Ranger! No, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Health Ranger! Hell Rangers here! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. But, um, okay, so, so, David Smalley from, from Dogma Debate, uh, dogmadebate.com, and it's also a podcast you should listen to. It's kind of cool. It's got R and R on it as well. Um, what the was, hell did we start doing advertising for other podcasts? What the hell? Okay. We've always advertised. <laughs> we just don't, we just don't have any podcasting friends. Uh, <laughs> Please be our friend. We're the lonely podcast. That's right. Um, no, but I, I was helping helping him with some audio issues a couple of weeks ago, and he was wearing his uh, "I'm an atheist because I've read the Bible" and it gives uh, a Bible quote. And we were out with having lunch with his his daughter, and all these people kept coming up and, and asking to read the shirt. And most of the responses were positive, mm-hmm. and you know he would he would say, "See, you don't you don't know, you you can't tell until yeah. someone says something." So and ladies, don't problem. just dump out your purse and put stuff back in. Dump them out and sanitize them. I heard that on NPR. Wait, wait, don't tell me. You should listen to them. They're a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> while I'm while I'm uh, you know just telling everybody to go away. Gary Long, <laughs> professional butt plug and corporate whore. <laughs> oh, you remembered. <laughs> oh shit. We're having T-shirts made. <laughs> I well, know. you do have a tapered head. Wow! And your shoulders can act as a flange. Yeah, stop now! <laughs> Why? Why you're such a flanged personality, Gary? <laughs> Just remember, he's editing this week. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how I can come out of this one good. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't know how I can come out of this one smelling like roses, <laughs> especially because you're a professional butt plug. Uh, according to uh, certain members on the podcast, apparently. You're the one who gave yourself that nickname, yeah, if you I remember. <laughs> I did not. 
Just in passing. <laughs> Sorry, what? You said it, we made it stick, which I know is a little weird when talking about butt plugs, but... Yeah, you just gotta throw things against the wall to see if they stick. 